When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. On Wednesday, the 4th of August was another great day. We had some awesome guests on from all around the world. Isha Gua joined us from over in the UK, a noted broadcaster and Pioneer for female broadcasters in sport. Murray Jones, former Olympian and America's Cup great. Ian Ferguson, when you talk greats, they don't come any greater than Ian Ferguson. He chatted through Lisa Carrington and her accomplishments. And then we were joined by the all-black captain, Sam Kane. And didn't Izzy just have a little bit of a laugh and a joke along with the all-black captain? Is Great to see uh, Sam Kane so relaxed, having a wee laugh, and just see him tracking really well to... Uh, potentially making a comeback uh, when the boys are in Australia for the Bay of Plenty team. So awesome to have a chat with Sam. It's been a great show, full of energy, full of insightfulness, and uh, had a really good fun with your Bears. So looking forward to tomorrow already. Yeah, yeah. Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Back tomorrow on SCNZ. <laughs> Kia ora and good morning to all of Aotearoa. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. We are by Kiwis and we are for Kiwis. It is Wednesday the 4th of August and it is just after 6am in the morning. We hope all those in the Auckland Harbour Bridge who struggled yesterday with the kilometres an hour dropping down to 50 have managed to bump their speeds back up to idle between <laughs> 79 and 81 kilometres an hour. Very good morning to my good friend and co-host, Izzy Dag, sitting down there in Ahoka. Good morning, my friend. Good morning, Bez. Hey, uh, it's great to be back with you, my mate. Day two again. Feels like I'm going back, starting back at school, but no, it's good to be back. A shout out to all our amazing listeners that have tuned in nice and early. Uh, we've got a great, great show for you today. Um, obviously chatting some successes at the Olympics. Uh, you know, some great successes overnight. And, uh, yeah, we've got a great show. We're going to have some laughs, have, bring some energy, bring some hype. So looking forward to it, my good friend. Yeah, mate, plenty to talk about as well. And don't be afraid to get in touch with us as well on the Kennards Higher phone line on 0800 150 or text us on double eight double three. And make sure you're listening all around New Zealand on the SCNZ frequencies or on the SNZ app as well. What about Lisa Carrington yesterday, mate? That was just simply sensational, wasn't it? Oh, mate, she, she, obviously we, we throw it around quite a bit with who is the greatest of all time, blah, blah, blah. Mate, she is unbelievable. You know, yesterday she won two golds, 75 minutes in between each race. So her having to get her body recovered, because she's going 
absolutely ballistic for that you know, 200 metres in the K2-200 final. And then she's got to go back out there with Caitlin Regal and win the, the second gold uh, 70 minutes later, uh, representing her country. And then today she's got to go up against Caitlin in the, in the heat. So that'll be quite interesting. It'd be great to chat to Ian Ferguson later about that matchup. What do we expect there? But um, no, hell of a hell of a day from for Lisa. She's just an ultimate athlete. She's a Halberg winner. She represents her well, uh, her family so well. She's I know she's really proud to be a Māori, which is awesome as well. Um, so yeah, great great work from Lisa. She's an absolute champion. Hopefully. We can wrangle some magic and we could get her on the show, Baz. How good would that be? That would be very good. Gee, yeah, she was super impressive. I couldn't I couldn't uh, echo those sentiments anymore, mate. Um, as were a lot of our other athletes yesterday too, you know, even the sailors, they went down, I know, but gee, they, they were they were strong again and I guess there's an old saying in sport, isn't there? It's okay if you get beat, just make sure that you're hard to be beaten and I thought the way that Blair Chuk and Pete Burling yesterday, they asked the question of, of Great Britain in particular and GBR were, were very strong and, and managed to get across the line, but there's certainly no no hassles in getting a silver medal and they can be very, very proud. And also David Nicky, I thought he was he was very good in, in his loss as well and he'll walk away with a bronze medal. And also, mate, we didn't, we didn't say it yesterday and we really should have, but we're also very proud of you, mate. You've had 100 days where you've been sober. You've had 100 days off the off the grog, something that you, it's mm. a little test that you set yourself, a little challenge, and, and you managed to get tick off the 100 yesterday. Yeah, 100 days yesterday. Yeah, so shout out to my good mate, Henry Hewitt. He'll be tuning in, mate. He's, uh, he's a possum. He stays up all night. So, yeah, it's 100 days yesterday. I just found, um, I made a decision on April 24th. I just found uh, I was relying on alcohol quite a lot. Um, you know, I felt like I needed it to have fun and to express myself. Like, the reality is you don't need it. And uh, 100 days ago, I just felt, um, sorry, mate, my Siri's going off on my laptop's talking to me. That's how crazy these things are. <laughs> um, yeah, I just felt like I needed to change some lifestyles within my, um, within my life. And, and like I said, I was reliant on alcohol. I was drinking it for the wrong reasons. I was drinking it to get to get drunk, to get blind drunk, to be honest. So I made that decision. And if everyone knows me, I, I, I love a drink. I'm a very social butterfly. I love being around people. But when I was around people, I was, I was losing who I was. I wasn't, I forgot, you know, that I was a father, um, that I was a friend. And so, look, I, I, I did this journey. I took this journey. I've changed my lifestyle. Look, I had a glass of red wine last night. It went down like a, like a treat. Um, I got drunk after just sniffing it, so it was. Uh, it didn't last long. I was a cheap drunk, but I don't, you know, what it's done for me is it's probably changed my mindset on, on you know how to handle drinking. Not not drinking to get drunk, drinking to enjoy a quiet one. And um, yeah, so um, yeah, very very proud I did it. I didn't think I'd do it. My wife's very very surprised, but I, I achieved it. And um, yeah, so it's something I'm pretty proud of, brother. Yeah, good on you, mate. It's hundred days of great effort, and as you say, it's if you've you made the decision to um, to do it to try and just break a bit of a cycle, right? And um, and now you feel like you've broken that cycle, and you ease your way back into things. And yeah, really proud of you, mate. So it's it's good. It's got to make getting up at this time of the morning a lot easier as well. I'm guessing. 
Well, that's the thing. Oh, drinking during the week, I was doing it quite often. Um, back, you know, three months ago when I was before I stopped, I was drinking during the week. Now, at this with this opportunity and, and speaking on the radio, I couldn't think of anything worse getting up with a headache at four thirty in the morning, having to come out and speak on air. Um, so, you know, this job has probably helped in, in itself as well, knowing that I've got a responsibility to come out, uh, perform on, on the airways and do SENZ, um, you know, proud. So it's a no-brainer. I, I'm, I'm happy I've done it because, like I said, I was reliant on it and I was turning into someone I didn't really like. And I'm a father, I'm a husband, and those are my number one priorities. So, look, anyone out there, if, if you're struggling, give it a go because... It is, it is, it is hard for that first two weeks, but after a while, man, you feel amazing, and you actually become to realise that you don't need alcohol. I know Trudy's in the newsroom; she's given up uh, for for a couple of months now. I think it's six months, so she's even better, um, and she'll be able to attest to this. Like it's, it's awesome. After a while, you feel good, and the re- reality is, there's a lot of zero percent alcohols out there now, mate. Like that tastes exactly the same. So if you feel like you need to um, have something in your hand, just grab those 0% beers. They are, they are an absolute cracker. And, um, yeah, I'm very, very proud. But, but something I'm not proud of, Bez, and so I, want, I want to throw some chat out there, actually, about this. Get this, mate. Get this. I'm getting up. I'm getting up early. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the mahi. I'm trying awesome. to put some bread awesome. on the table. And, uh, you know, I'll get up and I'll have a nice shower just to wake me up, you know, and I'm, I'm sitting under the the water, getting water on my face, and I was just waking up slowly. You know, I go get dressed, and uh, you know, I put my clothes on, and then I think I hear my wife, you know, she, the, the sheets rattle. So I think I'll pop my head ar- uh, around the corner, just to say good morning, darling. I'll see you in a couple of hours. You know, Dad's just going to do some mahi. Uh, I'll chat to you anyway. Poke my head around the corner, and she pops up, opens her eyes, and she goes, "You could have showered in the other shower." Absolutely. That was the first words that come out of her mouth, mate. You could have showered in the other shower. So I want to throw some chat out there if anyone's listening. Double eight, double three. If you think I should go shower in another shower, or if you think I should shower in, in, in the room. Like, it's not like I'm I'm very loud. I'm pretty quiet. I just have a quiet shower and I get dressed quietly. Like, so obviously, I'm really well, well prepared. So I fold my clothes the night before and I've, I don't have to open up any drawers and I get dressed. So... <laughs> If anyone's out there, am I in the right or am I in the wrong? Because I feel like I'm in the right, Baz. Are you backing me up here, mate? Have you had any similar instances at your household? Because I'm quite, I'm quite, well, like the first word, not good morning, darling. We love what you do. Thanks for everything <laughs> you do. No. Can you shower somewhere well, else, funny please? funny you say Israel? that, actually, is funny you say that. So not so much the shower situation, but the lights. So, so <laughs> I'm getting up at 4 a.m., right? I'm getting up at 4 a.m. So yeah. sort of get up, and I'm, I'm trying to be kind of considerate. So I sort of go in. I'm a bit similar. Have a shower, turn the lights on. and But I, I sort of like try and pull the door across first so that the lights don't sort of shine in, in Lister's eyes. And, and then you have your shower. You come out to go and get changed. And then you just happen to push the door open just a little bit. And then the light just sort of lets its way into the bedroom a little bit. And then Lister kind of... Same sort of thing, just gives me that filthy look. Like, what are you doing waking me up at this time of the morning and breaking my sleep habits? <laughs> and it's like, so when, if she ever has to get up, say she's taking the kids overseas or something, like go and see the family, she has to get up. It's full lights in the house, yeah. on. All of them, every single light in yeah. the house. Yeah. 
I'm allowed my phone light, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> it's unbelievable, it's isn't it? Fair, is it? It's unbelievable. You're on the right, mate. We've got a text here. Oh, he said it. He says, you're in the right, mate, provided you don't turn on all the lights and be respectful. Well, the, the thing I've got, the situation I've got, Baz, is I don't have any controls on my lights because they're sensors. So no matter where I walk, the, the, <laughs> the, the, you know, the, <laughs> the walker wardrobe's got sensors, so I, the lights just turn on. But it's not bright. It's not bright at all. Like, she, she wears a face mask, so she wouldn't even know the lights are on. <laughs> you know, so her eyes are covered. It's pitch black. What am I meant to do? Walk maybe around on my tippy toes and, and uh, you know. Maybe just, the pressure just, in the shower's I'm a bit loud. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, <laughs> uh, I've got one of those showers that, you know, that really pump out about 20 litres a second. So, yeah, it's probably a bit loud. But anyway, we won't go there. I'm, I'm only one so minute shower flat, a day. Mates. But, yeah, just. So that's our flatmates who happen to be our wives. What about what about our old mate, our old mate Joe in the panel panels room? He's got himself a new flatmate too, isn't he? Not quite what it was made out to be. This is a good story. You wanna you wanna elaborate on this one, is? Yeah. So uh, our good friend Joe, um, we feel like he's been catfished. Uh, he's opened up his beautiful warm house um, to a lovely lady. She's come in and, and, you know, obviously spoke the house down, gave her resume, and, you know, it was flawless. Anyway, day one, day one, anyway, she comes in the house, <laughs> day one. He's got to get up at three in the morning, the poor fella. He's got to come push buttons for us, um, you know, mugs that they have no idea what to do. So he's got to push buttons. He needs to be on because we don't want that mic on during the ads, eh, Joe? So anyway, Joe gets in. He's, uh, he's trying to sleep all night, and, and this, this girl's first night in the house. And he's like, oh, what's that noise? Anyway, the flatmate invites her boyfriend over. I can't really elaborate on what they were doing, but anyway, they were noisy. They were very, very noisy. <laughs> they were pumping music to 2 a.m. Joe's got to get up at 4 a.m. to go to Mahi. So they're pumping music at, at, at till 2 a.m. And um, we just want to know what Joe, Joe has to do. Is there anyone out there that's had similar situations with flatmates as well? Um, it's... Obviously, I can't kick the wife out because um, we just can't do that. But what can he do? Can he go back and um, can he go back and and uh, maybe rip up her her agreement or or what? Is there a trial period? Yeah, she's come over with it. Yeah, is there a trial period? We want to want to know, Joe. Is there a trial period? I mean, I actually could kick her out because I haven't handed in her forms yet to the landlord. I'm, I was going to do that today. Uh. So, I, But she's already moved in. I don't know what to do. I don't want to like tell her to take her bed now. I'm too awkward. I might just leave. I, I don't know. <laughs> she can have the flat. I don't know. <laughs> Joey, oh. Joey, don't be like that, mate. You need to bar up to her. You need to, after this, I want you to go home, sit down, make a cup of tea. Sit her on the table and say, this is it. This is it. I've got to get up at 4 a.m. Day one. I don't want you inviting old um, Johnny over till 2 in the morning pumping music and doing what you're doing uh, in my household, please. How about that? She's very intimidating. She's very pretty. You know, I, I don't want uh, <laughs> I, 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 I can't talk to her. I just, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to have to get you a temper mattress for the studio then, because it sounds like you're going to get the high ho out of your, your out of your own flat, because you're just a little bit weak on it there. Joe, come on, brother. Anyway, geez, we've got some good guests coming up today as well. Is he? 
We've got Ishigua, who's one of the most respected broadcasters in the UK, and uh, she is going to talk us through a little bit of the England versus India test series, which is kicks off tonight, and that's going to be pretty cool because we are broadcasting it on SCNZ Live as well. So that is going to be pretty awesome to chat through that and see a couple of the heavyweights go at it. We've got Murray Jones, who's going to talk us through Blair Chook and Pete Burling's exploits throughout the games, Ian Ferguson, the great... The Olympic great Ian Ferguson yes. is going to join us and chat Lisa Carrington and all things canoeing. And we've got a host of other really cool stuff to bring to you today as well. So we're super excited. And I guess, Louie, if we can't get a temper mattress in here for Joe, we might need to get something from the chemist warehouse to just knock him out for a little bit, eh? I think we need to put him through <laughs> one of those. <laughs> I think that too, that too. I was thinking we might need to put him through one of those Baz McCallum leadership courses. There's a bit of spine that seems to be missing in the other room there, Baz. So we'll work on that. We'll work on that over the next five minutes and we'll come back on the other side and see how we're going. It's Baz and Izzy for breakfast at 18 minutes past six. Fantastic start to the morning. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 23 minutes past six this morning. Double eight, double three is the text line. 0800 150 811 is the Kennard's higher phone line. Flatmates from Hal. Let us know. We'd love to hear because poor Joe's having a hard time. But actually, so is Izzy by the sounds of it with the uh, with the situation <laughs> with the shower. I just got to remind you that this because of temper, we're giving away a temper queen bed valued at ten thousand dollars for the text of the month. Joe better start texting because he's going to have to put it in the studio to sleep here. And the text of the week wins a temper pillow worth two hundred and ninety nine dollars. And Izzy, there's some lovely texts already flying in this morning. <laughs> Yeah, mate, I've got a great one here. Get some earmuffs to go with her mask. <laughs> that is so good. I'm actually going to go get her some earmuffs, actually, and that'll be a great little thing. When I walk in straight today, first thing I'm doing is chuck her some earmuffs. So here you go. That'll sort that out. Um, got another text here. Morning, you lads. Love the chat. Izzy, big ups on the 100 Days Sober. Lisa Carrington, wow, she's unreal. Yeah, boy. Willie from Pegasus. So, yeah, if you're tuning in, give us a buzz. Double eight, double three. We'd love to hear from you. Flatmates from Hal. And, uh, you know, what I need to do with my wife's situation, um, the earmuffs is probably the best uh, solution I've had so far. But what about the Simone Biles? Bears. Yeah, mate. Yeah, and it'll be interesting as well a little bit later on this morning to speak to Ishigo because she's been a bit of an advocate for mental um, health as well. Um, but Simone Biles, who we know withdrew from the team's events earlier on in the in the Olympics um, because she didn't feel she was in the right frame of mind and um, didn't want to put at risk her team's chances of, of meddling. And, and it was a big, brave call from an Olympic great. And um, she made her way back to the beam. We call it the beam last night. And, um, and she was actually quite inspirational. Her performance was um, superb. I watched it and... I don't know how they do what they do on those beams, Izzy. It is <laughs> staggering, their ability to be able to construct a performance and 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 just smash it out. So she ended up um, getting bronze, and and um, you know she'll be delighted with the medal. But it's more the fact that she was able to compose herself um, and and then get back out there and get a performance. And when her name was read out at the start, I'm not sure if you're watching this, but when her name was read out at the start, she put her arms up in the air and there wasn't a big crowd there, but it was a loud crowd. And you could see just um, the, the adulation for her and, and the courage that she's had to do what she's done and, and the way she's inspired some others, including some of our very own 
people as well, like a Kiwi diver is Anton Down Jenkins. Um, he in his interview he made a few comments, didn't he? Yep, yeah, he said he was really impressed with Biles for taking those steps to withdraw for the sake of her mental health. That took a little less pressure off me, knowing the greatest of all time sometimes has those days. That was just so awesome to see such a high-profile athlete was putting her mental health first. To see other people struggling, it wasn't just me. That was interesting to see, and it helped me a little bit. And that's what really, really hits home with me. It's okay to be not to not be okay. And if you see someone like Simone Biles, that's you know, the greatest uh, gymnast, gymnast of all time. She is unbelievable, freakish at school. She has bad days. She has moments where she's not feeling okay. So hopefully, well, I know 100% this will be inspiring the younger generation out there, people that, athletes or just, you know, your everyday people uh, that get up and go to work. This will be inspiring and this will be a, a great opportunity for them to stand up and, and say that they're they're not feeling okay you know this this really hits home for me actually when I think back to 2013 um, but back then it probably wasn't okay to to kind of reach out um, you know I felt like uh, the backlash was oh well I'm gonna be called uh, you're just weak you know you're, you're soft um, harden up um, so I'm loving this movement where people are putting their mental health first and speaking up that it's okay. Um, yeah, so great work from Simone, and she's helped our own young Kiwi diver, Anton Jen Down Jenkins. So awesome, Bess. And and not just about the withdrawing because of those problems, mate, but also the re-entering back into the competition and the courage to be able to do that. And, and this is only a few days after it, you know, like just the ability to take stock, then regather and and uh, regain some composure and get your head back in the in the game where you need to be, and then go out there and take on, um, you know the the competition in the way that that she did. So, look, it's not just Simone Bowles. Ben Stokes is going through it right now as well, um, and he's one of the toughest customers I've come across from a a cricketing point of view. So, there's many people out there, many examples, and your point is bang on, mate. If you are struggling or um, things are not quite lining up for you right now then it's okay to take a step back and you can always take a few steps forward later on in time. So it's, uh, it's, it's a really good example for all of us out there, not just sportsmen either, but in all walks of life. And, so. and Baz, if I can, I just want to um, just want to jump in like that. Uh, suicide rates in New Zealand, especially among men, is, is quite uh, quite big at the moment. And uh, if, if I can say it, and, and that's what we're about with this show, we want to be able to help. I just want to say um, to anyone struggling out there, just just please ask for help. Please be open about it. Um, you're not alone. Look, sometimes it can feel lonely and you can feel like you're on your own, but but you're not. You know, try and reach out to friends. Even if, I, if you feel like you need to reach out to me, give me a buzz. I'll be happy to, to have a chat to you um, because at the moment I know Mike King's doing some amazing things in the in the community, um, he's he's unbelievable, and, and we definitely need him. But if you if you are struggling, it's okay to reach out. It's okay to be to be not okay. So um, hopefully, we can inspire some people on this show as well. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, mate. And um, yeah, it's it is a team of five million, right? So look after your Fano, and that uh, that includes everyone else out there as well. So. Yeah. Anyway, we will carry on too. We've got quite a big show, and I know Louis got a fair bit to do straight after the break when he starts talking a bit of racing, which is always 
warms the hearts of, of us in the in the Matter Matter region. Oh, great day at the Ellerslie Trials. Just want to echo the sentiments of Izzy Dag there. Awesomely put, mate. Love that. Love that heaps. Uh, yes, trials yesterday at Ellerslie. We'll talk about those bads, but also Isha Gore, you've worked your magic here. You've r- rolled out the heavy hitters on a Wednesday, <laughs> and it is perfect timing, isn't it? Because the Test cricket, India versus Eng- England, every ball, every wicket, live tonight from 10 on SENZ. It is Kiwi for Sport. We are Kiwi for Sport, but we're bringing you from sport from all around the world. The team over there, spearheaded by Adam Collins, Izzy Westbury as well. We can't wait to have this for you live on air. So Isha Gua, before the end of the hour, talking about that cricket. But now it's time for Trudy and the News for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Trudy. At 28 minutes away from 7 o'clock and a big half hour coming up here, including Isha Gore at towards the end of, and of course, Quizzy Dag. But Love Racing is your home for everything thoroughbred racing. And Baz, as you pointed out yesterday, some f- serious horsepower at Ellerslie for the trials, including a horse that we've already got a little bit on in the futures market, on Trivier, who was super. She is a fast horse, Baz. Yeah, a real fast horse, Louie. <laughs> and hopefully we'll be fast come uh, come big race time around spring. But look, we are so lucky to have some of the best horse flesh in the Southern Hemisphere operating at this time of year and just starting to warm up too. So for a racing fan such as myself, these are starting to become pretty exciting days. And every day you start just tempting you towards the races doesn't it you know there's plenty of action going on down at the tracks early mornings and and um and you know that some of the big guns are starting to step out boys 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 uh, uh, i i don't want to hear i want to hear tips boys give me a day <laughs> give me a meat and give me a tip so i can okay. absolutely punt the nose off this thing come on well bears might give wanna, us bears might want to give you one today in the last at cambridge <laughs> do you bears oh uh, look, it's very difficult because I own the horse and I tip, well, we tipped it out for a place last week and when I say I own the horse, I own a leg in the horse um, and we tipped it out for a place last week, paid good money around the $380 mark. It's trained by Stephen Marsh. It's a horse called Alamo. It's running in the last today, up over 2,000 metres, drawn wide. Danielle Johnson on, $3.30 favourite. A little skinny for me. How's about actress in the first? Just wins. What? Okay, that's oil. Actress in the first just wins. The actress for the Orchard Shalis. Oh, stable. Yes, Craig Grills up. Don't mind that at all, Baz. Really appreciate that. There you go, Izzy. You can go and have a lovely... You know, that's actually some good each-way value there, mate. You could have a little bit on the place as well. No way. Never yeah, well, on the tail, actually... only on the nose, bud. <laughs> <laughs> that oil actually came from the doyen and the, the voice of radio in New Zealand. Voice of sport in New Zealand, Ian Smith. So... We're just sharing the love across the scenes here. Oh, he is he is locked and loaded is Ian Smith. He'll be here from nine o'clock, but it's time for Quizzy Dag. Oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. The quizmaster, he was he got his feet under the table yesterday. There's no Googling allowed today. Oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. Get in touch if you want to win a fifty dollar bonus bet and then maybe you can have a play on the actress in the first at the Cambridge Synthetic today. 0800 150 for Quizzy Dag coming up. 20 minutes away from 7 o'clock on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. 0800 150 811 is the Kennards Hire phone line. Text anytime at, on double eight double three. 
It's our favourite part of the show because we get to give away a $50 TAB bonus bet and the man is in the house. It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz for the ages to prove yourself. The quiz master, the is master, stay with me. Or this might be an absolute disaster. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, hey, if you think you got what it takes, give us a call on 0800 150 811. (laughs) (laughs) How good, how good. Well, Brian, I'm doing a good job so far. Thanks to your text, mate. It's great to have you on. You know the rules. Five questions. You get them wrong, you're gone. Six seconds to answer. You ready? Brenton, you there? Yeah, man. All right, brother, you know the rules. David Newcutt won a bronze medal in which event yesterday? Uh, it'd be the boxing. Beautiful. Well done. Oh, super heavy. Oh, heavy, heavy yeah, well done, bud. You got it. Who is the highest scoring player in Bledisloe Cup history? Oh, no. That's a hard one. I'm going to go... Four, three, two, I'll go with one... Bang! Got it, bro. Well done. (laughs) NBA star Russell Westbrook was traded to which NBA franchise last week? Was it A, the Lakers, B, the Bulls, C, the Celtics? This is a guess. I'll go C. See you later, brother. Hayden, you there? Oh, John, 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 you there, bro? All right, mate. NBA star Russell Westbrook was traded to which NBA franchise late last week? Was it A, Lakers, B, Bulls, C, Celtics? I have a feeling it was the Lakers. Bing! Well done, mate. Well done. Okay, here we go. He was one of our country's greatest ever jockeys. Finish the name. Lance O. Sullivan. Oh. <laughs> well done, bud. To take home that $50 voucher, bud, you ready? Question number five. Lydia Ko competes in round one of the Olympic golf. Where did she place in Rio 2016? Uh, silver. Yes. <laughs> Johnny, mate, you won a $50 voucher. Thanks to the team at TAB. Appreciate your support, mate. Have a great day. Thanks, Aziz. Good to hear you back, mate. Dolan's Yeah, thanks, bro. I really appreciate your love and support, man. Appreciate it. Well, there you go, lads. How, how was that? How was that for him, Brian? Give us a text, <laughs> mate, if you think that was up to your standards, please. Izzy, that was absolute clinic. That's what that was. It was firm. It was a strong, guiding hand. You just gave a little bit of a... Touch up to the to the man that didn't get the job done, and then you moved on swiftly. In terms of an improvement, like you've just, I mean, that's a nine out of ten. I think. Hundred. Oh, it's just a little bit, um, little bit, uh, just feeling a bit, a little bit nice yesterday. Today I'm in a bad mood. So I can't <laughs> wait to play golf with Flem at ten forty eight. I'm going to absolutely tear him up. <laughs> oh, you playing golf, are you? We're at Clearwater. Yeah, you're going to have a hit with him, but. And saying that, I said that to the wife last night. She was spitting tacks, so she's going to. She she must be still in a bad mood from when I said that when she woke up this morning. Anyway, 
We'll move on. I reckon jo- I reckon Joe needs a bit of um, that assertiveness, that of quizzing, that quizmaster assertiveness to get rid of his flat mate. That was just a clinic. Well done, Izzy. It's quarter <laughs> to seven. Isha Gore, the voice of cricket, and she is a fine broadcaster at that. Coming up after this. Ten minutes away from seven on Baz and Izzy for breakfast, and we are very privileged to be bringing you coverage and live commentary tonight of England and India. Adam Collins is leading our team out of England, and that's great news, isn't it, Baz? Yeah, it is, and we get the opportunity to listen to every single ball of that first test on SENZ. It effectively is, I guess, the start of the defence of the World Test Championship for our very own New Zealand side. As the new cycle gets underway, I'm sure it's going to be a cracking series, and we are thrilled to have ball-by-ball coverage starting tonight on SCNZ. And we're also thrilled here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast to be able to welcome our next guest. And look, She's a former English cricketer and a double World Cup winner, but it's really as a broadcaster, which is she has become known all around the world. She is an acclaimed broadcaster on television, radio, across the print media as well. She is dominating, and she is a very, very respected voice and a wonderful ambassador for the game. And we are absolutely thrilled to welcome to the show, all the way from the UK, Isha Gua. Good morning, Ish. Stop it, Buzz. What an intro. Great to be on your show. Thank you, mate. We've been debating the merits, so you'll have some experience in this. Both Izzy and I are having to get up quite early in the morning, around 4 a.m., and both of our wives, are um, they, they make us ensure all the lights are turned off, but when they want to get up early at any stage, the full show's on. So we're just trying to work out how we actually navigate our way through that. Have you got any experience for us? I uh, I I'm I tend to sit on the other the other foot, so I'm the one who's making the noise, being as loud as I possibly can, <laughs> turning the lights on, uh, and my husband Rich absolutely hates it. Um, he's usually coming in at that time, um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, have, I haven't got any uh, any advice for you. Sorry, the, the the wife is always right. Oh yeah, I thought you might say that. Actually, we're, we're going to talk about Izzy's a big music man. He loves the rap, so we're going to talk about Rich a little bit later on. Your husband, who is a musician, so we'll get onto that a little bit later. But I just wanted to. There's a few topics. First of all, obviously tonight's series, England versus India, probably the two powerhouses in world cricket. Well, certainly um, economically, anyway. So they kick off tonight in the first Test match, and I don't want to say it's kind of going under the radar because it's still it's a ginormous series, but. It's quite bizarre with the 100 going on as well to have this series kicking off and, and maybe not quite as much fanfare. Is that fair? Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. Um, personally, uh, I've obviously been very focused on 100, so I've only had a, a day or two to really get my head around this, this series. And I think it's been quite similar for a lot of other people. I know both teams will be absolutely, you know, they would have been prepping for a good few weeks uh, for this moment. And I think when it comes to tomorrow... All eyes will be on it. Um, I think it's going to be fascinating, actually. Uh, lots of players not there. And England going into the series, I think they're going in as underdogs. So that makes it even more interesting, I think, especially with India, who uh, missed out in that um, World Test Championship final. New Zealand were outstanding. Um, congratulations to your guys. Uh, but Thank I you. feel like Virat Kohli is, is on a bit of a mission. So I think this first test match is going to be interesting. Yeah, and, and India's also been quite successful in England in the last uh, couple of tours over there. Well, two out of the three anyway. And predominantly it's down to their bowling attack, isn't it? Both both top-order batting lineups are probably the weaker 
facets in regards to their skill set. The the bowling lineup of India in particular is is quite dangerous in those conditions, and we know enough about the English bowling lineup. But do you see it being a bowling dominated series? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it generally is here in the UK. Um, depends what the weather's doing as well. Generally, when you're get, getting later and later in the summer, spinners come into it a bit more. I understand that there's going to be a few green tops. I think Trent Bridge generally you get a bit of movement there for the seam bowlers. So. But I totally agree with you that the, the, the depth that India is showing is actually quite scary. Um, we only need to look at that in India-Australia series where they used 20 players. And in that final test at the Gabba, they had six test matches worth of experience between their bowling attack in the absence of Jasprit Bumrah. And Mohamed Siraj came in as the leader of the attack and was absolutely outstanding. I really hope he plays. Um, I don't. I don't know whether... They'll go with the two spinners. Jadeja is seen as this batting all-rounder. Uh, you know, Ashwin is their number one off, you know, number one spinner. And then will they be loyal and, and stick with Umesh Yadav um, to supplement Jasprit Bumrah and Ishant Sharma? Um, there, there is plenty of depth there, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I, I think the bowlers will definitely come into it, um, especially against an England top order that are missing Ben Stokes. Joss Butler, who hasn't played loads of red ball cricket, and a top three that probably lacking a bit of confidence from the New Zealand series. Uh, Rory Burns, I know he picked up 100, but th there is a, a lack of experience there around Joe Root. Hey, Ish, uh, that's obviously on the, on the park. I want to chat to you about off the field. Um, you're obviously in the commentary box with a couple of the biggest egos in the game. So I want to ask you how you deal with that. <laughs> Are you talking about Baz? Uh, Baz, oh, probably in particular, or our, or our, or our fellow co-host, uh, Ian Smith. How do you deal with that? Or Kevin, yeah, anyone. <laughs> Honestly, I, I mean, I, I love it. I love um, being able to work with some legends of the game, and I just feel like it's a huge honour and a privilege. Um, yes, you know, I guess when I was coming through, I felt a bit intimidated at times um, and certainly in the company of someone like Shane Warne. But, um, you know, he's been he's been huge for my career. Just the support that he's given me and and the space and the, the respect as well has been, you know, it's been hugely appreciated. So, yeah, to be able to work with these guys is actually a lot of fun. And, yeah, I do pinch myself quite a bit. Um, but, yeah, Smithy, what a legend. Again, you know, when I first worked with him, I was like, okay, I really have to step up here because he's just going to think that I'm rubbish. But, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to be able to learn learn from these guys um, is, is amazing. Oh, you're doing an he's amazing job. Um, ben, <laughs> you mentioned Ben Stokes before. I'm going to let that comment go as well about my ego. Thank you. <laughs> um, you mentioned Ben Stokes before, and obviously um, – Ben Stokes, we know how tough a cricket idiot uh, he is, um, and he's taken a break from the game. And obviously Simone Biles and, and her situation, which has been well documented over the last little while. I know you're an advocate for mental health and and uh, an awareness around that as well. How do you? What are your thoughts on on the general subject and also Ben Stokes? Yeah, I think times have changed uh, quite a bit. Um, I actually just see now that Amelia Kerr is, is opting out of the England tour to prioritise her mental health. So um, I think it's important. Uh, it's, it's great that, that you know, there is a, an avenue there to be able to talk about 
things, which probably wasn't the case. And as you'll know this, um, Izzy, as well, just 20, 30 years ago, it may have been frowned upon um, to even bring it up. And you had to be yeah. really careful about your place in the side as well. I mean, potentially, you know, some of the more experienced, more established players could could have a word, but certainly not those that were sort of in and out the side. You just had to get on with it. So I think what we're seeing is actually athletes are human. And these players who have been so incredible, um, you know, everyone, you know, everyone can be affected by it. Um, I thought it, it showed tremendous courage from Simone Biles um, to, to be open and honest about it, to be up front with her team that she didn't want to let them down. Um, ben Stokes as well. He is someone who gives 120% in anything he does. And, and I just kind of track back, you know, I, I'm not, I, I don't know the full situation. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So it's not my place to say, but when you look at what's happened in the last sort of, well, two or three years, um, you track back all the way to Bristol. Um, he spends time out of the game. He comes back. He delivers on the pitch. Um, his father uh, passed away um, in the last 12 months. Uh, and, and within all that, he is part of the bubble. Um, he's, he's pretty much going from one bubble to another. Uh, and everyone wants a piece of him as well in the, in the media um, and in the limelight. And to, to not be able to kind of have that time to, to be able to have that time away from, from everything, I think... Eventually, sometimes it does catch up with you. He, he's also got this finger injury, which uh, is kind of restricting him. And, and I don't know whether that played a part as well. Um, but, yeah, I think it's, it's great that, you know, players have the opportunity to be able to speak, speak up um, and, and are respected when, when they do decide to take time for themselves. Ace, you're an absolute legend. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, absolutely wonderful broadcaster and a fantastic person. We Just after 7am on Wednesday, the 4th of August, and we, uh, well, we've had a quick McCafe stop, and we are still talking to Ishigua and sorry about the news bulletin there but uh, we have to obviously take a, and do a couple of things as you're well aware of but lovely to have you back on and talking some very important topics and the Ben Stokes uh, Amelia Kerr that was very uh, good point well made and obviously Simone Biles and, and such a delicate topic and such an important topic for all sports people around the world and is, is there any what about in terms of the support and that and the general theme of of the population of England towards Ben Stokes and and other athletes who are taking these options? Yeah, I, I think um, I think the general consensus is we we care for you and we hope you're okay. Um, you know that there may be some some other scenarios where where people aren't as understanding, um, but. I think, in general, people people do get that you know it it can be can be difficult. Um, and I mean, you guys know yourselves that it it can just hit you at any mm. stage. Like just mentally, something's not quite working. In Simone Biles' case, it's just not quite working. It's not quite there. 
Um, for her to, to be able to kind of recognise what she could and couldn't do, to be able to get back out there again today. I mean, I mean that, that routine she did on the beam was just ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> the margin for error is unbelievable. And that must have felt like a tightrope getting up onto that beam. I mean, you could see her leg was shaking. She was anxious. For her to be able to do that was just tremendous. Um, ben, you know, there, there are many different complexities associated with mental health. Um, and again, I don't want to speak for Ben because I don't know what he's going through specifically, but um, I know personally from a grief point of view that it can just hit you any time. So, uh, and, and you really, you know, it can hit you in different ways as well. I, don't, I personally don't think we, don't, we talk about it enough. Um, but that's not to say that's what's going on with him. Um, again, you know, it, it's something that everyone goes through um, and... And it's just about finding ways to manage. It's about having a good support system and network around you. Um, if it's not your closest family, is there someone you can go and speak to separately that you can get get that help from that, you know, a lot of people at times don't want to burden other people. Um, I'm actually just speaking to someone who's completely alien to you that, you know, will just listen and ask you questions and will forget about it when you leave them. So it can sometimes can sometimes be a good thing. So... It's not weak to speak, um, and and I know the, the Professional Cricket Association are, are doing a, a lot uh, for player welfare. And it's not just them; there are there are many players in the county circuit, both men and women, who have struggled this season, because it is you know it's it's that situation of, of being in the pandemic as well. Um, that it almost feels never ending. You guys are in a different situation to, to in England, whereby literally. It, you're almost expecting to get COVID, um, whereas in New Zealand, you're, I guess you're sort of a bit more, a bit freer. But Brendan, I know you've been around the world in, in plenty of different bubbles and, and in many different situations yourself, like in India. So, yeah, it's just about being able to manage it as, as best you can. Yeah, no, you're absolutely spot on there, Ish. And it is good to talk about these things, and we should never apologise for over-talking about it either. So the real issues in cricket in particular, right through um, the world, it's got the highest rate of suicide. So it's important that that we are doing the right thing to make sure that people are taken care of. And Ben Stokes, Amelia Kerr, the great examples, as is Simone Biles. I just want to just touch on one more subject, Ish, before we let you go. We know it's late over there, and you got more jobs than Mark Richardson has over here, so we need we know you need to get to sleep at some point. But the um, the hundred which is going on, how's that been received over in the UK? Yeah, uh, again, I mean, I, I believe in the hundred, so I can see all the positives around it. Um, there is a bit of pushback from from some traditionalists that you know they're questioning whether we need another format questioning what it might do to the county game, which, you know, I, I totally understand that, that there are those fears. How can we find a way of being able to manage manage all of that and make sure everyone is happy uh, in an already crowded schedule? Um, that's something for the ECB to, to look at, I guess, um, at the end of the end of the summer. But for me, the 100 has been a huge success. Um, being able to have women's and men's teams together playing on the same stage to have every game showcased on on television to have both sky which is a pay-per-view channel and the bbc which is free to air 
uh, be able to protect these games is is huge um, in a in a country where cricket isn't the number one sport either. So you're having to cut through even more. Um, it's fun. It's exciting. Uh, it's shorter. It's quicker. And I think there's a real appeal there to to an audience that hasn't necessarily watched cricket before as well. Um, and something we're doing at the BBC, you know, we're, we're trying to jazz up the coverage a bit more. We make make it a bit more dynamic. Make it really fun. And, and hopefully appealing to to that entry level cricket fan. Um, in fact, it's something quite interesting. I don't know what you think of this, um, Baz, but something that Vaughan came up with uh, for, for entry level cricket is the clock face when you're describing the, yeah. the field. Uh, and it's actually worked quite well with us because there are a lot of people that we speak to that have never watched cricket and they, they suddenly understand what, you know, three o'clock, nine o'clock is, is deep cover or deep square. Um, and that's really helped, I think. Um, so yeah, just finding lots of different ways of being able to introduce cricket. Well, speaking of clock faces, it's time for you to go to bed, Ish. So thank you very much for joining <laughs> us, mate. It's been an absolute privilege to hear your voice and, to walk us through many different subjects as well. And um, hopefully we can get you Thanks, back Ish. on at some other time. All the best for the rest of the summer, and we will catch up in due course. But thank you very much. That is Isha Gua. Thanks, guys. All the best. Thanks, Ish. Well, wow, that was pretty awesome, Is I know Louis was sitting that there was just so as the uh, broadcaster in the background, just having a little fanboy moment there too, wanting to jump in at some point and ask a question. <laughs> no, 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 I was, I, I was just really fascinated with her words. How she, we already touched on it, how she spoke about the 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 times are changing. You know, back in the old days, you probably lost your position in the team if you spoke out. This days, it's becoming uh, normal to, to say that you're not feeling okay. And I, I was sitting back here just really amazed with how well she spoke, um, the subject she covered. So well done on that interview, mate. You absolutely nailed that. And so thanks to Ishiguha for giving us her time, mate. Oh, I'd love to get her back on. She was truly amazing and some, some great words, especially about Amelia Kerr. I didn't even know that. So big, big news coming out about Amelia Kerr um, not going to England for the tour. Yeah, and shame you didn't get a chance to ask about the music as well with her husband Richard, because I think you would have quite enjoyed that. But anyway, it's now our next uh, next opportunity to introduce our next guest, and gee, we've been lucky this morning on the show, and we're lucky again because now we get the opportunity to introduce a a man who is a former Olympic sailor, and he is a six-time America's Cup winner, and he knows everything there is to know about sailing, and he's going to talk us through the exploits of some of our best of all time as well, and. Pete Burling and, and Blair Chook and their performance yesterday. It's an absolute pleasure to welcome to Baz and Izzy for breakfast, Murray Jones. Good morning, Murray. Yeah, good morning, Baz and Izzy. How are you? Yeah, we're excellent. Thank you. You must have been pretty proud of the boys yesterday, even though they didn't quite get the job done. It was a pretty pretty impressive performance, gutsy performance. Oh, it was impressive, um, for sure. You know, they're probably a little disappointed not to get gold. They've sort of been so successful over the last uh, five or six years that they almost expect to win gold every time they go sailing. But, um, you know, when you reflect on it, it was pretty impressive for the preparation they had. And, um, yeah, it was a super close um, medal race. And, um, you know, it came down to the wire in the end. 
as a fan, Murray, we, we love it when it's a, a tough you know, old battle like that, tough slog. But I want to talk about yesterday's race. Obviously, Journey, uh, you know, they, they pipped us. So that's cost us that, that gold medal chance. Great bit in. Is there anything more in that race that probably the, the Kiwi boys, Burling and Chute, could have done that probably could have navigated that, that second place or even pushed to get the, the first place? Um, <clears throat> interesting. Um not really, actually. Um, you've got to remember that, you know, the German guys, they didn't come from nowhere, you know. They've been, um, they've been one of the form boats for, for quite a few years now. Um, and when they were, uh, you know, running for first and second with the GBR crew in front of um, Pete and Blair, it was no surprise that they stayed there and didn't fall back, um, to me anyway. Um, uh, yeah, they, um, to me... Uh, looking at the start and the minute before the start, you know, Pink Blair didn't look particularly confident in the in their in their start, and um, in the end they sort of changed their plan at the in the probably last twenty seconds, and um, and they elected to go out on the right, which was a sort of a fifty-fifty situation, and so they they came into top mark about fifth or sixth, and then and then they had a fortunate situation at top mark with the two in front of them uh, had a little difficulty getting around the mark and they, they immediately got into third, which sort of put them there in the money. But they, they you know, they had to rely on the Germans uh, passing the Brits or them catching up to one of them. And so, you know, I guess, you know, looking back on the whole thing is um, they were relying on other people, not just themselves. And uh, that, that was the you know, difficult part about the whole situation. But it was a fantastic race, and it was good for our sport. You know, it was exciting. I want to talk to you about sailing New Zealand as a whole. Like, for such a small nation competing in such a big sport around the world, what is it about Kiwi sailors in general? What what sets us apart from other nations around the world? Yeah, well, we have been very successful uh, in sailing um, generally um, for many years now and uh, I think um, yeah I, I guess we just have a culture there that and very competitive um, sailing within many groups around our country and they um, and I, I don't know exactly what it is the America's Cup helped for a long time uh, I think that era is probably changing now that that doesn't breed new sailors anymore really into the America's Cup because the crews have got so small so I think that that will change um, in the years to come um, but in Olympic sailing the British are actually the benchmark um, they've set an incredible standard in in the Olympic Games over the last um, oh, probably four four Olympics at least you know and so um but, uh, you know, that sort of elitist at the very top end where we, we've got a fantastic uh, broad cross-section of sailing abilities where we can, you know, have a lot of crews in the Volvos and every other um, class of boat around the world where you'll find Kiwis on it and excelling. And Josh Jr. also went pretty well yesterday too. I think he finished fifth. Were you impressed with his performance? Yeah, oh, definitely, you know. Josh and Andy, his coach and, um, you know, was the current world champion. Um, you know, between the two of them, they won the last two world championships in the Finn class. And uh, it was pretty extraordinary, really, because 
um, the preparation they had wasn't ideal. They'd been both doing the America's mm-hmm. Cup and and their time training in the Finn was limited. And for them to both win a world championship was incredible. And then, you know, leading up the Olympics, they wouldn't have had as much time as they had wanted and probably as much time sailing in Japan in those conditions as they would have liked. And, and But that was a little bit the same for all the all the competitors, they couldn't get to Japan and, and train. Um, but, yeah, a very impressive um, performance. And, um, you know, it was just a shame that Josh couldn't squeak into a medal at the end. Again, it was so, so close. The medals were flipping, flipping one way and the other um, through that last medal race. Yeah. And it could have just as easily gone the other way and he could have had a, a, a bronze or a silver medal. Well, Murray, these games have been all about the medals, and we've been doing pretty well so far. I want to talk to you about Paul Hanson, Dan Wilcox, the 470 crew. Have they got a chance today? They're in fourth position. They've definitely got a chance, and, uh, you know, we're all hoping that they are definitely in for a bronze and and a chance of the silver. And um, I think uh, I've been saying really, they've been impressive, the whole Olympic regatta, actually, and so very consistently sort of uh, low-key, under the radar a little bit in some ways. And, um, yeah, I think if they just keep doing what they do, um, some in some situations uh, you just got to hope that the other guys make mistakes and, and then you're there and you've just got to avoid mistakes yourself. And I think that's the sort of regatta that I've been sailing um, during this whole Olympic Games. And, and if they continue doing that, um, I think, you know, it, it could unfold in them come out with a medal for sure I'm hoping so we need some more medals in the sailing because it had the you know the actual medal count for sailing has been a little disappointing <laughs> yeah well thank you very much Murray for joining us and showing us uh, well giving us your insight into how the team's going and we really appreciate it especially to hear from a former Olympic sailor and six time America's Cup winner so thank you very much for joining us on Baz Nizzi for breakfast Murray Cheers, Murray. Cheers. Well, is that is fascinating again, and just a little reminder that we probably haven't quite achieved what we wanted with when it comes to sailing in these Olympics, but we're still proud of all of the team anyway. But we are listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast, and it's big thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 23 and a half past 7 o'clock this morning. I'm Baz and Izzy for breakfast with the Chemist Warehouse. Double eight double three is the text number. And remember, whenever you text, you go in the potent- you have the potential to win a temper bed valued at $10,000 for the text of the month. And the text of the week wins a temper pillow versus $299. It's an excellent prize, and we look forward to dishing it out. 0800-150-811 is the Kennard's higher phone line and again when you give us a call we're just so generous you potentially could end up with the All Blacks experience all thanks to Ballpark Entertainment the Bledisloe Cup's not possible but we'll work something out the news with Trudy and Kubota coming up at half past but that was a busy period of the show there Baz yeah it was a busy period but a fascinating period as well and what about the consummate professional um, Ishigura as well she jumps on the news that Amelia Kerr has pulled out of the the mental, uh, pulled out of the, the next tour, citing mental health issues as well. So she was first to that story too. But she's just a fascinating person. Amazing story, really. Gone from just being a normal cricketer to now 
doing what she's doing on the international stage. She's pioneering for um, females in, in sporting broadcasts across the UK and around the world. And I thought she, um, yeah, I thought it was, it would be awesome if we get her on the show. And I'm delighted that we were able to. And I know, as you were super impressed too. Very, very impressed, mate. And we've got a few um, yeah, pundits that are super impressed. Uh, we've got a text here. East is a fabulous commentator analysis. So refreshing to get a different perspective during the game. So it was uh, awesome. That was from Charlie. And then we've got a, a tweet here. Insightful chinwag with Isha. Well done. And thanks all. Uh, Baz McCullum is he there. Yeah, so very, very good, mate. She was amazing. Um, so, yeah, had to take a breath after that busy morning. Yeah, we sure did. And we also spoke to Murray Jones, too, who I thought was was very insightful about and complimentary of our sailing team, whilst at the same stage you could tell the competitive nature of Murray and, and the fact that he is a six-time um, America's Cup winner and a former Olympic, Olympic um, sailor and himself. You could tell that he was a bit disappointed that we haven't got the medals that we, we had hoped for. But um, So it was good to talk to him. We've got Ian Ferguson coming up as well, which is going to be fascinating to talk to a goat of Olympic Games and canoeing and, and hear his thoughts on Lisa Carrington. But yeah, it was a busy time through the show, but a fascinating time through the show. And I guess that's going through the gears in this in this kind of sport is quite a, is a bit of a perk of the job. You can kind of take a breath one moment, have a laugh and a joke the next, and then dive into some serious issues on different occasions. So we're pretty lucky as and might be time for a little bit of humour from you, maybe. I see another text oh, here. Mate, this well, I've got to read like this. From... I've got to read this text. I've got to read this text from my dad, mate. Israel, I've always told you that you hit the ball with your bat, not your pads. Ask Daniel Vittori if you still don't believe me, love, Dad. <laughs> so, obviously, Dad's <laughs> referring to the second uh, Black Clash. So, I was captain, and uh, Graham Henry was like, Israel. Where do you want a bat? And I was like, mate, chuck me at four. <laughs> Second drop. I'm going out there. I'm good. I was smashing it in the nets, putting on a clinic in the nets. Yeah, all practice, <laughs> all, all glory in the, in the nets. Anyway, I go out there. Second ball. All week, I was telling me, Vittori doesn't turn it. Doesn't turn it one bit. He just throws, he just bowls that arm ball that comes into you. You know, it swing. It, it looks like it's going to turn away, but it just... Skids on and hits the off stump. So what do I do? The mug I am. I go back on the backwards back foot trying to cut this you know, through point. And then uh, I get bowled out off stump and I miss the thing. Second ball. <laughs> so one so one ball one ball hit my pad and then the other ball hit my hit my wickets and bowled me out. <laughs> and I can just picture this. Yesterday obviously we were talking about um you know Supporters on the sidelines. Well, my dad was the worst. He's probably the reason that applaud <laughs> has come out. He was so erratic on the sidelines. Anyway, I'll tell you a story. Growing up, I always used to get out to the leg cut, cut uh, the square cut, I mean, um, cutting the ball to point. So this one day, I go to cut it, and I pop it up, and I get caught. Anyway, I'm walking off. Didn't know my dad was out in the stand, so I'm walking off. Anyway, I'm walking through the through the crowd, head down, I'm like, oh man, thank goodness dad ain't here, and I'm walking out, and then I hear from middle of nowhere, all I hear is this, quack, 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 <laughs> <laughs> and it's my dad, he's quacking, because I've got a duck, he's giving me all sorts, <laughs> so I'll never ever forget my dad, if you're out there, and people have been at games, when my dad's in the stands, he'll be able, he'll be able to confirm this, he was horrendous, and my brothers and sisters will be able to confirm that as well, so dad, Here's the reason, after that, my square cut became my favourite shot. So cheers, Dad, you, you made me practice and you made me nail that, that, that shot. So 
There you go, Baz. Bit of insightfulness <laughs> for my old man. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. It's, it's, he's in Hawke's Bay, right? So we listening on the old 559 AM down there in the Hawke's Bay. Or is he an app man, do you think? SENZ app. I'd say he'd be on the he's old transistor man. He's, radio. He's on his he phone, is. so he's got he's got his phone, and he's he just walks around with his phone in his pocket, and he listens on the app. So cheers, Dad. Love you, and my sister, all my family. They'll be tuning in. They love the show. Bez, could I just inquire if you went to one of Riley's games and quacked him off? How would that go down? <laughs> no, not not well, <laughs> not well at all. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think that would be the last game. Particularly seeing my son six foot one, I'm not sure it'll work out too well for me in the end. Yeah, that's right. There's another element there to worry about. That is brilliant. Anyone sledge their kids out there? Double eight, double three. How brutal are you to your children? It's Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Outstanding stuff on the text. I reckon your dad just wants a new beard, Izzy, and, and he's in the running after that. That's a great effort for a tempted beard. It's time for the news with Trudy and Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. 28 minutes away from eight. Thank you, Trudy, there with the news. We've got a text here, double eight, double three. Morning, gents. I'm doing it tough this morning. I aged 20 years last night watching Tom Walsh. Couldn't sleep for hours after. I don't know if either of you fellas saw this, but the rules officials were trying to scrub out his throws, and he had to actually lodge an appeal of sorts that he could actually keep his throw, which was his 21.49 effort. So there was this agonising wait while officials canvassed replays. and Because, you know, shot put's quite... Actually, have either of you ever tried to put a shot? Is that what you call it? <laughs> um, I've actually tried. It, it is quite tough. Obviously, it doesn't look that, that hard, but it is bloody, it is bloody tough. Um, I didn't watch it, but I was reading about it this morning, and um, Tom's actually part of our Wednesday golf group. So I got a message this morning when I woke up. He said... Sorry, lads. Hopefully, Blue, when you know Bluey, Brian McLaughlin, Bears. Hopefully, Bluey didn't have a heart attack over that. We got there in the end. <laughs> so, Bluey, for a bit of context, Bluey is his name's Brian McLaughlin. He's an Irish fella. He used to be an old Irish bookie, actually, and he's about eighty-four years of age. And he comes on this golf trip once a year with all of the boys, which is Stephen Fleming's golf trip. And you remember the old movie Old School? How you got Blue? You're my boy, Blue. Yeah. So we call him Blue because yeah. we think there's every chance he might cark it on the next golf trip. So he's embraced oh. the name Blue. <laughs> he's embraced the name Blue. Oh, no, he, he'll, if he goes, he'll go a happy man. I'll give you the tip. He's, he enjoys he enjoys the, the trip with the lads and the, and the golf tour. So that's who he's referring to when he says Blue. But once again, that Wednesday golf group in Christchurch, just adds just yet another big, big timer into it with Tom Walsh. Yeah, but I see. I didn't actually see what happened last night. I was asleep. I finally got myself to sleep. But so there seems to be a little bit of conjecture over a few kind of decisions throughout these games. And I know Tom Walsh a little bit, and he is a big, big man. And anyone that can be as, as throw the shot put as much as it will put the shot put as much as he can. I wouldn't be arguing with, and if he's got a bit of himself a bit wound up, it'd be great viewing. It'd be like the Hulk. <laughs> it was actually, um, it was yeah. Obviously, just reading a few things. His the, the, they had to go back and look at his first throw, and then they went back and checked his third throw. So what they were doing is his toes apparently were going above the the board, so they had to go back. Lucky there was camera um, footage. You know, back in the old days, he would have been gone, and and that's his four years of training 
out the door. So 21-4-9, um, he's into the final, obviously with Jack O'Gill, who qualified for the final throw in 20.96. So a couple of Kiwi legends, hopefully they can push for a medal contention. But yeah, it wasn't, wasn't um, easy reading this morning when I heard he was nearly out the gate. No. Izzy, you're, you're bang on. It was tough. And, and actually, the other lads that did it tough were the cycling boys. They were breaking records. But unfortunately, the, the people they were up against, the Italians, were also breaking records. And it was just a, a hectic ga- day at the Games. And a lot was going on, including Lisa Carrington winning two golds in a day. I feel like these Olympic Games, we've been treated to these golden hours on almost a regular occurrence, which is just, you know, you can't get used to it because she is a a once in a lifetime, a once in a generation athlete. And after this, we're going to catch up with another one of those once in a generation athletes, Ian Ferguson. Well, he knows what it's like to have four gold medals. and, And really, you can't say that about too many people. So he's going to fill us in about Lisa Carrington, what has got her over the top. What's so different about her compared to the rest of the field. Double eight double three is the text line. 0800 is the Kennard's higher phone line. Get in touch at any stage on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. 19 minutes away from 8 o'clock. And remember, with this temper bed up for grabs, send a text at any stage, double eight double three, and you could be walking away with a temper queen bed valued at $10,000 for the text of the month. At this stage, I think one of the dag is going to end up with it because your brother's text the show as well, Izzy, which is just fantastic. A similar story about your old man. Oh, man. I remember coming second in the cross country, proud as, and Dad said, oh, you were the first loser, gutted. To be fair, I say it to my kids now, Mahana. <laughs> oh, my God. So my dad, my dad is an absolute champion. He, he says it how it is, and uh, that's the reality. Well, to be honest, he was right, though. He made me work hard. He made me, uh, you know, nutting out my, my uh the sufficiencies that, you know, with my game and cricket, my rugby. So he probably helped my career. So hats off to him. But anyway, someone that never really came second. Not too many people were qualified to speak about Lisa Carrington and her gold standard. But Ian Ferguson is one man who at least, for the meantime, knows what Lisa is feeling like with four gold medals. He's been good enough to give us some time again for our Mick Cafe coffee catch-up. Morning, Ian. Ian is just in transit. He's, I just, I've just i been watching John Campbell on Breakfast TV One, is he? And he was been on there, so I bet he's stuck in the green room or something like that, scooped by the... the oh, so he's, he's busy for us. You know, let's chat about Lisa, though. Man, what, a, what, an, op- what, a, what an amazing athlete she is. Oh, she is uh, four gold medals, you know, um, 75 minutes after each other, and then today she's actually got a race against her mate. Caitlin Regal, so uh, for another opportunity to go another medal. So, man, she is just unbelievable. And, and you know, where does she stand? Where does she stand in in our picking order of of greatest athletes? But anyway, we got Ian Ferguson on the line. Ian, are you there? Yeah, yeah. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. I just gave you the best intro and you missed it, so I'll have to read it out to you after this, mate. But anyway, welcome in. Um, <laughs> welcome in. Uh, Lisa, what, what were your emotions watching yesterday? Is, is this Lisa's, uh, you know, one of her greatest moments? Obviously, she's won four goals now. Pretty awesome, eh? Yeah, and definitely her very best moment. She won so convincingly. Both races, she, she's just special at the moment. This is her time right now. She's awesome. Put it, put it into perspective. Like obviously, the K200 
and then uh, get a gold in there, and then she's got to go in the K2500 with Caitlin, uh, you know, 70 minutes later. That's put in, That's a pretty hard task to go back-to-back back and two races and win gold. Uh, yeah, it's surprisingly, when you're that good, you, it's not that bad, <laughs> two races in a row. It's, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, especially when she's got Caitlin, who's so good as you know, she's so damn good herself uh, that as she gets out of one race, she just just links up and they become one instantly. They become one one soul, just going to that exactly same thing, and they're, um, they're inspired on by each other. And Caitlin would have been like Paul McDonald was with me after my first race, winning my gold. He wanted his gold, so yeah, I, I knew he was going to go so bloody hard. So I, I knew I, he had my back, and um, and so that gave me confidence to uh, just keep fighting on through. Yeah. You say it, it's not that hard. It's not that hard for mere mortals, <laughs> but for, for uh, it's not it's not that hard for you. But for us mere mortals, it's unthinkable. But I guess uh, watching yesterday and watching Lisa do her thing, it must have brought back some pretty cool memories for you as well, In. Oh, it did. I, 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 yeah, I'm retired now, but from uh, everything, <laughs> but um, I, I just feel like I want to get out there and do it with her. <laughs> It's so damn oh, good awesome. watching it happen. It brings back all those memories of racing, which is so cool. Yeah. Uh, and, and what is what do you think Lisa will do now as well? Do you think she'll just take stock for a bit and then sort of reevaluate her goals coming from your experience? Do you just allow this to sink in or do you quickly turn your attention to trying to continue to recalibrate and push the bar higher? Um. If she's, I don't know where she's at, but if she's going to continue on, she will be taking this time for a short break and definitely recalibrating, uh, working out how she's going to advance on that and coming up with new plans, and she'll be uh, pretty much continuing on. I I used to always take two weeks off after the World Champs or Olympics, but I'd sneak out and do some runs and things in that time, and... um, but, yeah, she'll just be reassessing and getting ready, thinking, how can I up the game even further? Because every year you've got to up the game because somebody else is going to be up in the game. So, uh, yeah, it's hard. It is hard for an athlete to, that's on top trying to stay there. Well, I know she's just recently engaged, so I'm pretty sure wedding bells will be on the on the on the time frame in the in the near future but um yep. obviously i don't know lisa from a bar of soap a bar of soap um what what sets her apart from other people what's her difference in in the world stage um well obviously very talented physically which mm. you know she's got an ideal body that does the job but mentally she's very very focused she's she's got grit you know she's She'll never say die, um, but she's also very organised and plans things and analyses and works it all out. Th- these are things you've got to be on top of in kayaking. You've got to know exactly how every single stroke is going to get you the most, uh, your, you and your boat forward the most in that one, each single stroke. It's, uh, it's analysing everything from the start right down to the finish, and she's very good at that. 
she's um, she makes her body just move so fluently and doesn't get caught up, doesn't change um, change anything during the race, doesn't change her race plan, just always doing the right thing. Yeah. Nice. Now we're joined by Ian Ferguson on Baz and Izzy for a breakfast. The only person qualified in our country to talk about Lisa Carrington with four gold medals at the Olympics, which is pretty amazing. And I noticed you said before that this was Lisa's very best moment. That That's pretty amazing. Four gold medals, and this is her biggest moment um, right now. Can you just explain a little yep. bit why you think it's her biggest moment? Well, it's her biggest moment because she's at the best she's ever been. You know, no, no one's dominated like that for a long time in, in the woman. You know, the, the dominance of her just getting out and controlling the race so so comfortably, you know. I wasn't, I didn't have nerves. I had nerves on the start line, but then I saw her fly off so damn fast that I knew, um, you know, I, I knew she was going to win, so I didn't have any nerves anymore. She, I, I just knew she was too good. And that's, that's, Hardly ever, ever happens. You're always worried right till the very end. But the third is just confidence. Yeah, you could see she was too good for anybody else. So that's and better than she's ever been before. And now she's got a backup well, today yeah, and uh, race her, one of her best mates, obviously, her <laughs> partner. And that's going to be a, another tricky, hard one to turn from being a friend and to oh, it's um, yeah they. They got to try and work each other down now. It's uh, try and uh, you know beat each other up. So it's going to be awesome yeah. to watch as well. How, how do you think and that's going to go? Yeah, that's my next question up. against Caitlin. Caitlin yeah. Regal's obviously um, her partner. How's that going to go? Well, it's going to be a fierce battle between the two of them because both of them will want to win. Neither will give an inch. So those two are going to be. <laughs> yeah, I guess. They'll actually, if it's anything like Paul McDonald and I, we used to come first and second at World Cups and things, and um, and singles, and we we were more focused on beating each other than the other people. So the other people didn't matter, and it was easier for us as well because we did, we were just racing each other, which we do every day. So that was yeah, that's fantastic. Um, so she'll, they'll just be fighting each other in that way. So it's good to see. Oh, awesome, Ian. Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Great insight into what makes Lisa Carrington tick and obviously the battle today with Caitlin Regal. We'll be watching that with interest. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a great day. Okay, will do. Thanks, thanks for the call. Bye. Cheers, Ian. Well, that was pretty good, Baz, eh? Great insights from Ian Ferguson talking about Lisa Carrington and... Uh, what makes her tick? I don't know her from a bar of soap, like I said, but on the outside, she looks like a pretty determined, um, motivated, wanting to win anything, at, at, win at anything kind of cost is kind of person to me. There's just a couple of tidbits in that interview, why he was the great that he was, right? Just that talk about mm. driving one another forward and wanting to be the best and, that, and the competing and the feelings that she'll be going through. So... I know, I know Louis going to take us, take us on a different route, but it, it was a fascinating chat and very well led too, is he? Oh, 
Cheers, boys. Completely agree, and you're right. He's still got that edge in him. It's like a bit like yesterday with Sir Mark Todd. You can these guys they're watching the games. It's kind of getting them <laughs> up in their seats, eh? There's like they're, they're getting right into it. Hey, a bit of breaking news for the show, boys. I've just heard that we've got the All Blacks captain on after eight. Sam Kane's going to join the show. Does that get you up and about? Is he? Yes, gets me excited. Can't wait to chat to him about obviously the new jersey launch today. So we'll chat to them and what that looks like, if there's anything different. So pretty, pretty exciting. Look forward to it. Absolutely. Baz Izzy for breakfast, six and a half away from eight. Two and a half away from eight o'clock and after eight, we're talking All Blacks. And the Blitters with the Blitterslow Cup in Perth, not possible. The caller of the month will win an All Blacks experience. Just be part of SENZ by calling 0800 150 811. All thanks to Ballpark Entertainment. Sam Kane, not currently playing, but he's still a great man in New Zealand rugby, isn't he, Baz? Yeah, he sure is. And he's going to join us very soon. That's how lucky we are. That's the pull that Izzy Dag has, eh? Just... The All Black captain wants to come on and chat to the great man, Izzy. And also, I should make mention is that this would normally be when we'd have our Country Clueless um, episode, but we're Country Clued up on Wednesday, the 4th of August, so we won't do that to ourselves. We're going to start to just talk about the All Black captain, talk about the All Blacks, and, and also maybe this text here from Michael, who's from Wellington. I'm from Wellington, missing out on two All Blacks tests. What do you think about that, mate? I'm actually, to be honest, like if you've got any texts, double eight, double three for Sam Kane after the break. He's it's going to be an awesome interview. See how he's tracking. But yeah, two Wellington, uh, missing out on the Wellington test. Do you know what? I'm quite happy that they're not going to Wellington. It has been a horror show for All Blacks tests <laughs> in the last five tests. I think they've drawn, they've drawn twice against. Uh, one against Australia, one against the Springboks. They lost to the British and Irish Lions, and I'm pretty sure there's another loss in there to someone else. And Wellington hasn't been a happy happy ground for the All Blacks. So, Michael, I'm quite happy that they're not going back to Wellington. One, it's windy, and two, it hasn't been a happy <laughs> happy ground for the All Blacks. So, two, two matches at, at Eden Park. Good luck, Wallabies. No chance. Yeah, that, that wind's no good for some of our hairdos. But anyway, I digress. The uh, Why don't we leave the cricket in Wellington and we'll keep the rugby in Auckland because it seems to match up for all of our results going forward. But it'd be fascinating to talk to Sam Kane about the All Blacks, his injury, the new rugby jersey, and many, many other aspects. So we're very happy to have him on board, Louis. The cricketers have had a great go in Wellington, haven't we? You had a pretty good go there in 2015 at the Cricket World Cup, and so did Gup. So some fantastic memories down there. Sam Kane still to come, plus a lot more, including in the sheds in the next hour. It's Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Trudy is next with the news in Kubota. Together we are building and shaping New Zealand. Kia and good morning. It is just after 8am on Wednesday the 4th of August and you are with us on the Baz and Izzy for Breakfast Show. It is a pleasure to be with you this morning. We've chatted many things today. We've had some great guests on. Isha Gua from out of the UK who is an esteemed broadcaster and gave us some fascinating insights. We've had Murray Jones, the Olympic sailor, sailor and six-time, sixth, six-time America's Cup champion, and then just recently we've had N Ferguson, who just with a little bit of a pep in his step after Lisa Carrington's uh, glorious double gold medal day yesterday. So we've also now got 
well, coming up is the All Black captain, Sam Kane. So she's a pretty heavy-hitting day for Izzy and, and myself. And if you've got any questions, then text us in on double eight double three because we will have Sam Kane join us very soon. Now, don't forget as well that tonight, Australia, uh, England versus India is live ball-by-ball -ball commentary on SENZ. What a coup that is for all cricket fans out there. The two big heavyweights of the cricket world going toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Well, not performance-wise, because the Kiwis dominate that, but economically. So that'll be good to watch that. Um, Izzy, it's been a heck of a show already, mate, and we've still got some big fish to come. Yeah, it's been a great show, bud. I've really, really enjoyed today. Uh, obviously, champion and our champions, all of champions at Olympics, and every Olympian that's gone over there and competed, uh, not just the winners. We are, um, you know, happy and grateful that you've gone over represented our country we've got a bit of a salty text here we've got good on you Izzy. blame wellington the city for the all blacks losing the city didn't miss penalties or tackles up to <laughs> well that's a fair enough uh, assumption assumption mate um no wellington didn't miss it but the wind surely helped it so we won't go there we'll just end that one there uh two games in auckland i'm pretty sure the all blacks will be happy and we got um we got sam kane on the line we got Sam Kane on the line, and uh, a guy that knows what it's like to play the Wallabies many, many times, coming back from injury. Our good friend Sam Kane, who's at the All Blacks New Jersey launch with the Black Ferns. Sam Kane, how are you, bud? Dagger, how are you, mate? Good to chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, good, Sam. Hey, hey, good to have you on on the airways with us. Thanks for giving up your time on your day off, even though you've had about. 700 days off. Um, just want to talk to you about the uh, All Blacks jersey launch, mate. You're obviously at the new jersey launch. How's that been going, and uh, what's the new jersey looking like? Yeah, pretty good. I mean, there's only um, so much they can do with a, the All Black jersey. Obviously, the uniqueness is that it's, it's black, so we've got to keep it black. Uh, like the collars, like a, a thin white line, uh, which is a little bit of a change, but from a playing point of view, it's really light. Mostly um, extra strong. And well, I think the cool thing is that uh, from a like a fan, all the replica jerseys, ones that the fans go out and buy, um, are made from I think close to 100% recycled plastic, which is pretty unreal. So obviously the big fishes only go to the jersey launch. So it's you, obviously Sam Kane. You're a big wig. Who else is there with you? Uh, Sammy Whitelock, Nug, Nugget, Aaron Smith, and uh, <laughs> Damien McKenzie. We were laughing actually. I think Nuggie oh. and I went, went to one a couple of years back, and uh, Sonny, Sonny Bill was there, and he was front and centre, um, tensing his quads. He, he sort of knew how to <laughs> make the photos look good, and we were just standing there, relaxed. We looked like uh, a couple of blokes off the street next to <laughs> oh. <laughs> We needed we needed you I've, there to I've make it look better. Oh mate, all you'd see is a big gut on that on that jersey. I probably wouldn't fit my jersey. I actually tell you a story. I try to put my jersey on over Christmas, and it is tight as a tiger, mate. So I won't go there. Um, there's a question here, mate. How does Sam Kane feel about Lisa Carrington's traps being bigger than his? <laughs> oh, I don't mind at all. Eh? considering she can just she what she can do on the water. You know, three gold medals, consecutive Olympic games. We watched her in the in the gym actually. It wasn't up on the big screen, but a bloke had his laptop out. We crowded around um, the dumbbell area watching her bring it home. So nah, she's incredible. Good Bay of Plenty girl as well. Greet him good there. 
<laughs> you say you're around the dumbbells. I'm guessing they're upper body dumbbells there, Sam. <laughs> yeah, I'm on a bit of a as of as of this week. Gilly's got me on a bodybuilding program because I've lost about six kilos, having not picked up um, any upper body weights throughout four or five months. So, yeah. Spring racing season coming up, mate, so make sure that your, your body's in good nick to fit yourself into one of those suits and get along to Ellerslie or Tarapa or something and celebrate <laughs> some of our finest horse flesh in the country. But anyway, mate, hey, um, what have you actually been up to? Obviously, you're injured at the moment and, and doing a bit of rehab. Are you um, how, how far along are you at the moment? Yep, I'm um, trucking along really well. Uh, shoulder ended up being a pretty major major operation, sort of four surgeries all tied into one. So the initial stages are pretty slow, but um, made real good progress the last few months. And now, um, like I said, about putting some size and strength back on. Um, and realistically, aiming end of September, maybe start of October. There's a couple of games um, on the Bay of Plenty schedule that I'll hope aim to be available for. And, uh, once the AB boys head off to, to Aussie, I'll transition down and start training with them. Awesome, mate. It'll be exciting to see you back out there, Sammy. We've bloody missed you, bud. Um, just want to chat to you about this week. Obviously, uh, Bledisloe won uh, Australia on Saturday night in Auckland. How's, how's the week's preparations been with, with the lads? Um, I was getting told in one ear, Diggy, that I've got about 30 seconds. Um, okay. Oh, <laughs> tell, the... tell Joe to shush. <laughs> in terms of this weekend, um, oh, the book, I think what stands out about this squad is the depth, eh? You know, the guys challenging for positions, and I think everyone's going to get a crack at some stage and about who can put their hand up and take it. So, um, nah, exciting. We know, you know how big these test matches are, man, what this Leslie Cup means to us as All Blacks. So, yeah, can't wait. Hey, bro, I don't want to annoy fine. Joe. He's been very kind enough to to give us you today. So thanks so much, Sam Kane, for your time. And uh, go, go well this weekend. We'll be watching with interest. Good luck to the boys. So thanks for joining us, brother. Cheers, Dagger. Pleasure. See you, mate. Awesome. Well, there you go, Baz. Bit of insight to Not Sam bad. Kane, uh, obviously, when he's returning. Uh, so end of September, hoping for, for Bay of Plenty. So it'll be pretty good to see him back in the on the rugby field. Yeah, that's right. Uh, quite fascinated to know as well. I know we didn't have time, but we do appreciate um, the Joe Locke and, and all of the All Black uh, media staff allowing us to speak to the All Black captain. That's a real coup, so thank you to that. Um, but just be really fascinated to see, in his absence exactly, because sometimes um, by taking your leader out of an environment, it can sometimes allow those around to really start to grow as well. So then when your leader comes back into the environment, you've actually strengthened that, the leadership structure within a, a team. So sometimes, whilst it's disappointing at the time to lose your leader, it can have long-lasting benefits. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see when Sam Kane does get back into the All Black setup um, and, and see how the rest of the leaders sort of interact with them and just to see whether they're able to, um, to just increase a little bit of that communication and cohesion. Which, uh, which is so synonymous yeah, with the All Blacks of, of many years. One thing I do want to talk about as well, Izzy, this party bus, party plane has come back from the Olympics. I don't have a problem with it. Yep. I think they should be allowed. I encourage it, in fact. They should be allowed to go and enjoy themselves on a plane. There's only them on it. They've been cooped up in a bubble for God knows how long. They've spent four years getting themselves, or five years getting themselves ready to 
have a go at a gold medal. And and well, you got swimmers, you got sevens players, you got divers, you got all these. It's like the Noah's Ark of Olympians just coming back from Japan. I think they should be allowed a couple of sherbets and a little bit of music and to let their hair down. So I'm sure they didn't do anything too untoward, and I encourage it. Yeah, I, I, like 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 you said, mate. Like we don't obviously, I don't know the real nitty gritty details. And someone's obviously come out who wants to remain anonymous. So uh, if you want to come out and say it, you know, put your put your name to it. Um, but yeah, like you said, these these athletes, if they haven't broken any laws or any rules, then I don't see any problem, mate. Like like you said, they've worked extremely hard for four years to get to this moment. Um, you know, they're travelling home. They're they're surrounded by other athletes and other um, disciplines, other sports. You know, there was a trampolinist who, the only trampolinist was probably the guy that won bronze medal there. So he's pretty excited. They want to relax. Um, yeah, I totally agree, mate. Let's just let them let them be. They, I don't look. I don't want to. I don't know the details behind it, and, and, and any laws were broken. But they were just playing music and they were loud and having fun. And and yeah, they were in their own bubble. I don't think they were interacting with uh, other, uh, you know, people on the plane. So yeah, they were just amongst themselves. Let them be, mate. Let them celebrate and enjoy it. I think we're all glad that there was no one on that charter plane home from India, Baz, to complain if this is the standard. Well, Baz oh, had, Baz had a private jet, mate. So, like, well, let's be honest. He had a private jet. The <laughs> athletes ain't going on a private jet, are they, Baz? Lucky. Lucky, mate. Lucky. That's what it is. Don't hate the player, is he? <laughs> you know? <was> very fortunate. <laughs> but, look, I'm nailing my flag to the mast. Providing they didn't do anything law-breaking... They should be yes, allowed to yes. enjoy themselves. 100%. And crikey, Dicks, they haven't had an opportunity for a release at any stage throughout these games. They've operated in this tight bubble. They have gone over there to try and fly the flag for New Zealand. They're coming home. They're excited about it. It's an end of an era for them. Let them have a good time for crying out loud. Oh, and they're about to go to two weeks isolation, Bears. You know, imagine that, going to your own room after being in the Olympic Village, going to two weeks by yourself, there's a great text, and they're about to do two weeks in isolation. Let them get amongst it, met. So there well, you go, mate. Especially because oh, you're only allowed well six done. beers a day in isolation, <laughs> so they're going to sober up anyway, aren't they? <laughs> six beers a day, what's that, six times seven? That's a lot of beers a week. That's probably, that's well, for a normal person anyway. It's, <laughs> that's great chat. It's time for our DAV live update. This man doesn't mind a, a pint. He'd actually go well in isolation, I reckon, because he'd just punt all day long. It's Paul Moate from the TAB. Bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB app. Today, Paul, you're oh. back. That, I'm looking forward to exactly this. What I, I'm looking forward to that's, this. That's exactly what I would do in isolation: is uh, punt, <laughs> watch sports and racing, and uh, as long as I had a six pack in the fridge, I, I, you would not have to worry about me. I'd, I'd stay there for two years. Forget about two weeks. <laughs> Brilliant. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure Jacinda would allow that. You might get a bill. You might get a bill for everyone else too. To be fair, no one else seems to be paying it. No one pays that, Bill. Yeah, speaking of sports, too, I've been watching that rock climbing last night, and I've, I'm, I watched it for about half an hour. I am now an expert on rock climbing. It's brilliant watching brilliant. those guys. And, you know, it's like 
no, 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 don't put your hand there. Put your left foot there, bro. Otherwise, you're going to fall off. I've seen the guy do it before you. It's absolutely... Oh, just fantastic. Uh, A rock climbing correspondent, Paul Moate. How good? Yeah. Anyway, we've got a we've got a couple of promos. I've got, got to get the business out of the way. Got some promos today. We've got uh, a bonus back on races one and two from the Cambridge thin, uh, synthetic track. Uh, I'm sure Louis will be able to steer you into a good thing in either race one or two later on today. And of course, our very own uh, Lydia uh, tees off. Uh, tournament starts around ten thirty. We've got a booty bonus promotion uh, on the Tokyo Women's Golf. Um, all you have to do is uh, place a $10 or more outright one a bet and you'll get a dollar bonus bet for every birdie your player scores during the tournament. Um, currently, Lydia is paying $15. The favourite, uh, the American Nelly Quarter at $8. Mate, I've been trying to steer everyone into the first. Uh, the horse called The Actress in the first paying about $5 and $2. So I got the oil from it. I got the oil from Ian Smith last night, so it's got to be true, right? So you look an actress the, uh, into Lydia Co. Oh, there we go. <laughs> That's not bad. You might and want also, to Paul, the, yesterday you, you promised us a song. All oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it for Karen then. Okay. Okay. Um, Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Um, Karen, boom, 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 boom. Hardly ever hear him, boom, 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 boom. He produces out the back. We would probably all get the sack. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, That is beautiful, Paul. Mate, you're an absolute champion. I can't wait to sit down with you. It's, you're going to have to wait until about February next year. We've got a golf trip down to Christchurch, so look out, big guy. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Get in touch, Paul. I sniff a celebrity <laughs> appearance, Paul. <laughs> that, is, that is right in uh, Izzy Dag's wheelhouse with his Wednesday golf buddies. Promotions in play and hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. He's That's almost the highlight of the show every day, isn't it, Baz? Oh. It's up there. It is definitely up there. What a wonderful sense of humour. And he, I think he just gets this show. I think he just understands what we're trying to achieve in this show. <laughs> just have a bit of fun, you know, hit a couple of topics, get some of the best, the best people around the world, the most successful people that have flown the flag for New Zealand around the world and entertain people out there. I think he just gets it. What a perfect fit he is. Mm. Yeah, perfect fit. Oh, well, we better go pay some bills. Let's go to a break, eh, Louis? Yeah, thanks to Chemist Warehouse. It's Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We'll be back and we'll be talking all things racing and, of course, all things um, Grant Elliott, actually, Baz, because he, in the weekend, he came up with an absolute gem and we kind of already touched on it and it's senior players in a squad and what they can do. So I reckon we're going to play this and hear a bit from Grant Elliott after this. It's Baz and Izzy for breakfast. 24 minutes past 8 o'clock and we're kicking ourselves home with a cup of McCafe coffee. A huge show today already catching up with some legends, Ishigua and Ian Ferguson, who was our McCafe coffee catch-up. Try the new McCafe coffee blend today. 0800 150 811 is the Kennard's higher phone line. 
and we want to get in touch. We want to hear from you always throughout the show. Baz, did you hear Grant Elliott over the weekend by any chance? Uh, I heard him on and off. Um, I didn't hear his whole uh, show. I had to get to the races. Um, but, yeah, I did uh, I did hear a, a few things. But he's a fascinating man, old Grant, and I think we've got a couple of clips from him. Baz, he would, he would give me a serious dressing down, I think, because I, I was an easy target. But it also, <laughs> if you hit a senior player, then it made the junior guys in the team think, oh, well, you know, even Grant's getting uh, dressed down here. Yeah, I better pull my socks up. So it was, and he knew I could take it. Well, for a start, Grant, you weren't a senior player, so that's why that was why I was giving you a dressing down. <laughs> no, just joking. <laughs> no, he was um, he was a senior player, and his points valid actually. Like, I think to go back to the Sam Kane thing and how he's been out of the game through injury for a while, and and how the other leaders will then be forced to stand up. It's kind of a similar thing when when your leader is around and he's he's hard on his leaders around him then what it shows to everyone else within the team is that the standards permeate right throughout the group. I think where organisations get in trouble is when the senior players are exempt from from uh, upholding the behaviours of the entire regime and, and junior players are the ones who are picked on. So certainly during my time, I used to prefer to focus on the senior players um, because I also knew that they had been around it, but they had a little bit tougher skin because they had just seen more scars and then the junior players, it was more about being confident and, and trying to give them confidence and a sympathetic ear. And then um, the other guys could sometimes get a hold of them for, for some of the tougher lines. So I'm pleased that Grant picked up on it. I never knew he did. We've never actually talked about that ever. So for him to then uh, to go on and, and say that is, is quite fascinating. Is. Hey, Baz, I wanna, yeah, I want to talk to you. That's a great, great insight, mate, because I've got a similar situation Um or scenario that happened with with the All Blacks. Uh, I always remember this moment. I walked. We walked into a review, and Steve Hansen's reviews were brutal, mate. No, no matter what I spoke about last time, you played. You played a test match. You played outstanding. You know you're comfortable. You get into these reviews, and he just picks on every little bit of detail that you did wrong. And I always remember this situation. We walked into Auckland, stayed at the Heritage, and we walk in, and he brings up this clip, and he absolutely. Hayes gets into Richie McCall, like gets right into him. This is our leader. This is the inspirational man, Richie McCall, our skipper that's played over 120 test matches. And the one thing he says to me, he, uh, he must have been doing something wrong with his skill sets, like won something in the game. Anyway, he says, look, do I have to give you an effing tracksuit to make you do do what I've been asking you to do? And he said this in front of all the junior guys, a guy like Richie McCaw, who is absolute to us like a god, and Steve Spielid, like said that to him. So what does that make you do? You think, oh, wow, we okay? So that makes everyone on their edge, gets everyone uh, nailing all those little bits of detail. Because it wasn't, obviously his game was flawless, but it was like little bits of detail within his game, like a, just a simple running lines. He probably was running across field, wasn't running straight. It was something so little. But he said that to Richie. He said, Richie, do I have to give you a tracksuit to make you um, do what I'm trying to ask you to do? You're not exempt from, from anything else. Just because you're our skipper, I will give you a tracksuit. So what that does for the younger generation, mate, like you spoke about, does wonders. Well, also the language that he used there is, do I have to give you a tracksuit? Because straight away, visually, you can see yourself with the tracksuit on sitting on the sideline. 
So it's not saying, do I have mm. to drop you? And then that, um, you know, just leaving it hanging. You can. He's actually painting a visual picture there. And that hurts even more when you project yourself into the sideline and you're watching the All Black side out there performing, I'm guessing. That's a little bit of a coaching masterclass from Steve Hansen. And another example of why the All Black setup is so dominant and, and so good. And I'm sure Ian Foster's got a few of those nuggets in the in the closet as well. Just, uh, I know we've got to get to the news shortly, but let's just read this text out as well, Izzy. Let's be honest, team. It would have been a 3x3 basketballer that snitched. Bloody not on. Damo, Damo, you are so far off the mark, mate. 3x3 basketballers <laughs> are the cool ones, mate. They are the funky ones. They would have been the ones trying to smoke darts at the back of the plane. To think that they're going to be the snitches is completely not on. You need to check yourself, Damo, and get with the program of where 3x3 basketballers are taking the game. Crikey, thanks. Wow, Damo. That's that's the most <laughs> Bazzas had his back up the whole time we've been doing this show. <laughs> really got to the bone there with the skipper. That is Give us a call, Damo. <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon, Baz, do you reckon Damo's a chance to win this bed now with temper? Yeah, with the text, the text of the week wins a, a, a temper yeah, pillow. on the floor. <laughs> you're, not, you're, not a, you're not a chance, apparently. You're not winning the $10,000 queen temper bed. Sorry, Damo, it's time for Trudy and the news. Baz is going to go for a walk around the Matamata block. We're going to get him on the other side. It's time for the news with Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Trudy, although you may have just sparked absolute confusion all around the country. I saw the, the Matamata and the Ahoka bureaus go up at arms here. Can we just get a replay on this? All for Olsen. 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 Bears. <laughs> he's, he's talking about nah, the Olsen let's just twins, with Olsen. He's talking about the Olsen twins. <laughs> Let's just run with Olsen back, David. I don't want to get on David's wrong side man. He'll be able to knock me out still <laughs> That is oh. It's crazy We've gone all this time I think I kind of with Baz I think we should just run with Awesome. I, I don't know I mean I just kind of feel like it's that It is what it is you know yeah, Mary Kate and Ashley. <laughs> oh, you're way too across the Olsen twins, <laughs> is he? <laughs> Damo's come back for more here, Baz. Coming off the ropes, give the temper pillow to one of your soft three-on-three basketballers. I'm hard enough to sleep on a concrete pillow. This is not over, Damo. <laughs> we'll see, Damo. We'll see, my friend. <laughs> I wonder where Damo's from, actually. Damo, you can do the double eight double three thing, or you can dump online 0800 150 811, and we can chat. That'd be great. Give us a call any stage, Izzy, and I would love to hear from you, and we can talk yeah. through the on, merits of three by three x three basketballers and where they would sit on a party plane. <laughs> There's well, a... they'd be in at the front with them when they bears with all those long legs and long limbs. They'd be straight up the front, first class. Never turn right, always turn left, lads. Man, I'm telling you, they're smoking darts out the back of the plane. They are that cool. That's what they'd be doing back in the day anyway. Not anymore. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> and quite rightly. But, <laughs> well, we've got another couple of texts here as well. 
Oh, I can't read that one. Yeah, out. sorry, sorry, Baz. I put it over. I put it over into the middle, and then I read it, and then, and then just just so so you know, Richard. Richard has. Jeepers, you've tried to you've tried to just take me down there, Louis. Crikey. No, 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 I moved it back once I got to the bottom of it. Um, Richard, you you hit out of the gutter. I guess that's all we say there. Oh, he's oh. got a fair assumption, mate. <laughs> We're starting to lose our shape here, aren't we? Yeah, that's that's right. the party bus has yeah, just got a, yeah, that's got right. our head in the clouds, so to speak. It's just imagine being on that bus, on that plane, Izzy. Imagine just coming back and oh, just there's a few gold medals there. There's a bit, you know, like a lot of built up tension and frustrations from five years, sort of getting themselves ready for ready for the Olympics and being in a tight bubble. It would be pretty cool to be able to share it with a whole lot of athletes on the way home, right? Oh, hundred percent. I heard the I heard the pilot actually come out and said, "Look, if I'm going to give any traction here, I'm going to put turn on the public announcement, uh, you know, microphone and say it on the plane." I was like, "Well, reality is, there's only athletes on the plane and the odd pundit in there, so it wouldn't get across to anyone." Mate, the pilot he just press the button, go out the back and get on and have a little bloody dance <laughs> with the with the team, right? Yeah. Enjoy it, soak it up. <laughs> Crikey, so many do-gooders these days. Oh, Baz. Yeah, hundred. Yeah, Baz. Baz, Baz, Baz. I love the energy. See, you, you've lost a bit of shape, but we're getting some real good stuff out of you. Um, it's 24 away from nine. We've got to get our spine back in the sheds. 0800 150 811. It's the Kennards Hire phone line. Give us a call for on the sheds or leave your text. Double eight, double three. Any of the boys' old secrets and information from when they were playing. A good text came through earlier about what sort of bat Baz would recommend so we can get to that. But anything you want to know, get it through to the lads now. 0800 150 811 or double eight, double three. It's Baz and Izzy for breakfast. 18 minutes away from 9 o'clock where we hand it over to Ian Smith and we're going to bring it home strong here because also tonight we've got Test Cricket on SCNZ. England-India, the first Test is going to be live, ball-by-ball coverage with Adam Collins and really one of the doyens of cricket commentary as well, Jeremy Coney, who is a superb commentator and a very, very knowledgeable man. So we'll be looking forward to that. But as I say, it is 18 minutes away from 9. In the Sheds with Baz and Izzy. Speaking of ball-by-ball ball commentary, I see there's a question here. Hey, boys, question for Baz on equipment with the way he played. He demonstrated he had big balls, so do you have to have a custom box made? That's not quite the idea of the whole In the Sheds segment, but <laughs> no, I had a very generic box, <laughs> Izzy. <laughs> Maybe we should move on from that one. Crikey. Wow. <laughs> Izzy and CJ will go good on that plane. <laughs> Goats from Christchurch. Wow. The I tell you what, we'd get stopped at the, at, the, at the gates, mate, me and CJ, if we went on that plane. But let's not go there. Let's not bring up any of those memories. Goose from Christchurch, you're an absolute <laughs> lad. Um, I've got a great question here, actually. Uh, lads, I know a person who is a professional party player and they're having a bit of a battle with alcohol currently. Obviously, alcohol culture is interwoven with sport. Izzy, how do you manage yourself during those times? Look at someone like Zach, who unfortunately couldn't control himself. Um, look, I don't want to sit here and preach like I'm a saint, because reality is I'm not. I've, I've made many, many mistakes. Things I've done things that I'm not proud of. Um, but I think the, the, the first thing you've got to do is you've got to uh, recognise it. 
you know, you got to accept it, you got to recognize it, you got to walk towards it and, and try and, you know, be upfront about it. There's the people that probably say to themselves that they're okay. And I've done that plenty of times. I'm, you know, I say to myself, oh, I'm a good drinker. I'm, I'm fine with it. I don't have a problem. Um, but that's just beating around the bush. So you got to be upfront with it and realize that you have something, you have a wee bit of a problem with alcohol. And, and then secondly, you can't do this all on yourself. Obviously, it all starts with you. You have to have the want and the drive to stop. But also, there's a lot of help out there, a lot of help from, from places, uh, you, know, uh, you know, businesses, places in the community where you can go and see um, people and chat to people. And, and, you know, places like AA, that probably could could help you. I've never been there, but uh, I, I've, heard, I've spoken to a guy. He said that's done him wonders. Um, look, look, I just said it. You just got to recognize it and, and tell yourself that you have a problem and you have to do something about it. And don't just talk about it. This, you know, put the words into actions. That's probably my, my first thing, Baz. Yeah, mate, I, I'm interested in the role of your teammates throughout this as well because it's not just you and what, what can unfold during sporting teams is peer pressure. So I think mm. an acknowledgement in, within an environment, and I guess that's where the leaders come in too, to try and ensure that there's, there's that acceptance that not everyone is equal and some people are going to go through various challenges throughout their time as sports people involved in sporting teams where they need help and support. So how does that conversation happen and what, do you, what, what would you need from your teammates to be able to reinforce the strengths that you're trying to, trying to um, install in yourself? Well, if they're your real mate, they're not going to force you into doing things that, that you're not comfortable with. You know, the, the rally is, as a professional athlete, I've found when you go into town, you get a few hanger-oners and guys that want to buy you shots and want to force you into it because they feel like getting Izzy drunk is, is a fun thing. So the, the, the reality is y your real mates will be the ones that will support you and will help you through this, like my good friend Henry Hewitt who's probably listening to the show, he knew that I was struggling. And he brought up the idea that maybe we should stop drinking for 100 days and see how we go. Uh, so you need that support from your friends. Your real mates will be the ones that will help you, support you through it. And your hanger-oners will be like, oh, no, nah, you're okay, bro. You don't have a problem. Let's go have a beer and, and, and blah, 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 and let's go do this. And and, think. and I think that's that's a quite a lot, big problem with a lot of people out there struggling. They've still got guys that are probably don't understand the situation and probably don't understand what that person's going through because they really is. They're probably not a real friend. Yeah, no, that's fascinating insight, mate. Um, there's another couple of texts here if you want to read through them as well, mate. Yep, we've got a good one here. Morning, guys. Loving the show, Baz. I'm getting back into club cricket this year after a 15-year break, fizzing about the thought of buying a new bat. Any tips of what I should be looking for? I know where this is going. Tell them, sell the dream. Sell the dream, Baz. Nathan and Clyde, I'm sure that's not my brother, but if it is and he's made his way down to Clyde, I appreciate the the just out-and-out out self-promotion of my own cricket brand. But I'm not going to do that because um, we're actually not really in doing cricket gear as much anymore because it's quite a tough market to get into. But I think what's really important with the cricket bat is that heavier is not necessarily better. I went through a period in my career where every... Every um, season, I'd try and go heavier with my back because I thought that would give me the ability to hit more sixes. But I think it tipped over, um, and I ended up going too heavy in the back end of my career. So what you need to find out is just get a nice balanced bat where you feel like 
you've got the ability to still have good bat speed and still have good fast hands, and then you still have enough of an impact on the ball where you're going to be able to clear the field. So that'll be different for different people. Um, Kane Williamson mentioned to me about six months ago that he could never understand why I went heavy and heavy and heavy. Um, I think I, in 2015 or 14, I, I managed to have a, a bump a year, and he said, why didn't you just use those bats? And I said, well, why didn't you tell me that at the time rather than, <laughs> rather than sort of seven years later on? But it's, it's that, that mentality that you need to have a bigger bat. So just find something which has a good pickup, decent size edges, but which is manageable for your own game. Nathan, thank you. Um, here's one Baz, as Baz. well. Is Baz, did you ever pull rank on your brother as payback for something he did to you as a kid? Look, my brother's older than me, but he never... Well, let's be honest, I was kind of the, I was like the older brother in the relationship, so he never really did anything to me as a kid, and so hence I never really had to pull rank on him as. What was that household like growing up, mate, with you and Nath? I could just imagine you two scrapping it out, absolutely. Uh, no, no, we didn't really scrap. I mean, he threw a brick at me on one occasion and, and sort of <laughs> held me up on another on another couple when, when I was like very little, but... No, we didn't really fight a lot. Actually, growing up, my brother was really sick. He um, he had really bad asthma, so he spent a lot of time on prednisone machine, and also had um, a thing called Perthes oh. disease. So he had um, he had to have that bar between his legs and his legs and plaster for about six months. So so he was always kind of wow. um, needing to be uh, not needing to be, but just needed to be taken care of a little bit, and he was sort of fighting his own. Fight, so there wasn't really much time for real sort of fisty cuffs between us until we got a little bit older, and and then he tried to make up for lost time. But as is always the case, Baz won in the end. Is <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love a bit of sibling sibling rivalry. I had plenty with my brothers. I never won anything, and like I said yesterday, I go home. They pull rank, and Dag's got the dishes. He's the washer. He's the dryer. He's the everything. They make me. They pull me right back into line. It's great to go home. And then your siblings do that. So uh, awesome work, bud. <laughs> Outstanding, lads. A great addition of in the sheds. We can do this most days on double eight, double three. All of these techs, of course, are giving themselves a chance to win this Temper Queen bed valued at ten thousand dollars for the text of the month. And of course, the text of the week too wins a Temper pillow worth. $299. Speaking of temper, we're going to sleep on it with the doy and Ian Smith coming up very shortly before he takes over at night. And we're only here for a little bit more time because it's time to sleep on it with Smithy and Temper. They've got mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases which conform to the exact shape of your body for unrivaled comfort and support. Baz, there's so much you could be asking the doy in today. Yeah, there is, but I'm going to give the give the privilege of asking the sleep on it question to Izzy Dag today to ask of the doyen, the voice of sport in New Zealand. Izzy, over to you, my man. Smithy, great to see you this morning, mate. I must say you have the best background in the station, I must say. It's looking very, very good. Any any new add-ons to that little little thing back there you got going on? Any new books or anything? <laughs> got the bat. Got the bat. This is a, a bat. Uh, I shouldn't say this out loud because I'll get burgled. But um, this is a bat <laughs> uh, signed by the only two blokes in history that have scored 299, right, in the test match, a t- score of 299. One is uh, Martin Crow, of course, down the bottom, and the other is Sir Donald Bradman. There you go. 
So that's uh, oh, that's oh, part oh, of my studio high. today, is. Hey, and then that, it's going straight out of the studio. Is. All you potential burglars, it's going out of the studio and back in the safe. So don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, mate, that is a piece of history there. I can't wait to come to your house and have a wee hit with that. You reckon I could have a few, put a few edges on that thing? <laughs> I think you could. Mate. I think you could. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, my dad would be saying otherwise. Oh. I didn't hit any ba- uh, balls with the bat. Anyway, I'm gonna ask you, Smithy, um, Halbergs this year. Uh, the next Halbergs Awards, like obviously with what's going on this year with sport, who is in the front running? to take that Supreme Award come Halberg's time. Sleep on it with temper. We don't want you to answer yeah. now, but it's okay. a touchy, well, it's a tough uh, decision that the Halberg selectors have to make um, for them. So just yeah, sleep on is. that, mate. Yeah. And what do you got coming up on the show aren't today we, for us? I was going to say, aren't we lucky that people like Mark Richardson are judges? It's amazing. Uh, look, right, moving <laughs> along. What have I got today? Um, I've got uh, the, the, I mean, you talk at doyens. I'm a flea compared to this bloke, uh, PJ Montgomery. Uh, on uh, our yachting campaign, uh, the sailing campaign at the Olympics. How do we rate that? So uh, we've got the man in now, and uh, you know, is he what he's got in common with Brendan McCullum, Peter Montgomery? What's that? Nothing. Brendan? <laughs> no, Kings High School, Dunedin. Oh, another great Kings High School man. Wow, building men yeah, for right life. Yeah, yep, building men for life. James K. Baxter, he turned out a goodie. Uh, yep. And Warren Lees, yeah. Uh, Brendan McCullum, Nathan McCullum. There's a whole list of them, folks. Yeah. Oh, it's just a fantastic school. Really, really is. Superb. So, yeah, uh, PJ Montgomery is. Um, we've got uh, Craig McGrath, of course, who's the uh, assistant coach of uh, Auckland, getting underway uh, very shortly. The Bunnings NPC. Uh, Helene Wilson, who's the coach of the Mystics. Um, I've got a panel consisting of uh, at least Andrew Gordy at this stage, just looking for some confirmation. Um, talking to uh, your number three and your team there about uh, uh, five to eleven this morning, Louis Herman Watt. He's probably well. He was off to the, the trials yesterday. He's probably off to the races today. Uh, then John Macbeth, hopefully, <laughs> who's been calling, who's been calling uh, the fantastic Lisa Carrington over the last couple of days. Yeah, man, is that good? Beautiful. It's just unbelievable. And then Ben Hurley, great mate of uh, you guys. Ben awesome, Hurley, thank you, Smitty. We're looking forward Mid-day. to that. I also want to know which seat you would have sat in on that plane on the way home with the Olympians later on on your show, 9 till 12, then followed by Mark <laughs> Stafford, the Beaver later. Big thanks to all of our team. Thanks to all our guests and from all of us here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Kakitiano. Thank you, Father. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.